Welcome to Dicey Stuff, the podcast about life, because, well, the dicey stuff is the realest stuff of our lives. Come along as Lois examines living as a Christian woman in this modern age. Time to roll. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Dicey Stuff, the podcast. My name is Lois Manson. I am doing a new thing today. I would like to introduce a new category, a new series, Dicey Stories of Childhood. You've heard of the good old days, right? Some of these will be stories from my own childhood, and the world is a very different place now than it was then. If you have stories you're willing to share, please let me know. Email me at diceystuffpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can join our Facebook group and contact me that way. If you know another storyteller who would share interesting pieces of their childhood saga, please put me in touch with them. Are you ready for today's story? I was visiting my cooler-than-life Uncle Al and Auntie Ingrid. I was about 12 years old, give or take. Uncle Al had traveled extensively. He had been bitten by every mammal on the North American continent, and he slept with wolves just to get to know them. This man loved animals and he had an affinity for them. He had trained some of the animal stars of the movie The Incredible Journey and King of the Grizzlies, and he'd played the old prospector in Run, Lightbuck, Run. He knew Walt Disney. Yes, the Walt Disney. Uncle Al was a giant of a man. And he had his own rough-around-the-edges brand of the Nemola charm. He knew how to draw people out of their shells and how to make them feel special. He listened when others talked. And he liked to initiate interaction between people and animals. He liked to show off his animals and he liked people to enjoy his animals. Auntie Ingrid equals the sweetest auntie ever. She was a little lady who seemed much taller than she actually was. She loved her man like few I've known. And she rode beside him on his incredible journey of life, his equal in every respect. Uncle Al and Auntie Ingrid had played together in The Not-So-Lonely Lighthouse Keeper. I can still hear her voice and her laugh so distinctly hers, a little husky from too many cups of coffee and too many cigarettes for too many years. Many years after he'd given up smoking, Uncle Al said he'd forget 
that he was a non-smoker. And after dinner, he would still reach for his pocket and pat it, searching for his after-dinner smoke. These wanderers and wild child lovers of nature had never had children, but they raised a nephew as their very own. When I was a full-grown adult with children of my own, I lost a baby girl who was stillborn, and on our next visit after that sad time in my life, Auntie confided to me that she too had conceived once. But she lost that baby, and she had never gotten pregnant again. This dear couple had retired to Squim, Washington, along with their pet bear, Scratch. Scratch was a star in her own right, playing in The Bears and I. She lived at the Olympic Game Farm outside of Squim, and Uncle Al and Scratch put on a bear show two or three times a day, during which time the tour guides at the game farm took their lunch or dinner breaks. They took breaks because there was no one to guide. Everyone was at Scratch's enclosure, watching Scratch and Uncle Al do their thing. This worked well for the guides, for Uncle, for Scratch, and for the tourists. Suffice it to say, I loved to visit them as a child. It didn't happen often, but the few times I was at their house were special times indeed. On this visit, we toured the game farm with our very own Uncle Al tour guide. He knew all the secrets. He knew how to make the animals perform their tricks. He had me say the magic word and make the magic hand motion, and immediately something strange and wonderful would happen. A bear would stand, reach up as high as it could, and make a scratch mark with its paw. Or all the bears in the outdoor pen would beg, or clap their paws, or roll over and play dead. It was incredible. After we'd toured the walkthrough and the drive-through areas of the park, it was time to get ready for the bear show. Uncle Al asked if I would be his helper. Of course, I was more than willing. He had me fetch the props and do some setup. And finally, it was showtime. Scratch went through some of her stunts, like dancing to Uncle's harmonica music, climbing a ladder, riding her own version of a bicycle, which meant standing and rolling on a large wire spool. Scratch walked the plank and caught a ball. She even stole Uncle Al's hat and kissed marshmallows from his mouth while swinging on a swing. This was one talented bear, I tell you. I was standing inside the enclosure, occasionally moving props, but mostly just watching and enjoying. Thus far, I had not been very close to Scratch. I had admired her from a distance as she went through her tricks. 
Then Uncle Al said, Now it's time for Scratch to have a teeter-totter ride. And luckily, I have my helper here. My niece, Lois, will ride with Scratch, the teeter-tottering bear. Gulp! I'm the helper. Okay, then. Hard swallow times two. Uncle Al. Come on over here, Lois, and say hello to Scratch. Me, vocally. Hi, Scratch. Me, internally. Scratch, please don't eat me. I'm too young to die. My life is just beginning. Scratch. Snuffle. Sniff, snort. Head shake. Uncle Al. Okay, Lois, climb up here on this teeter-totter. Scratch will give you a nice ride. I climbed on, and Uncle held the seesaw so Scratch could climb on. Uncle Al let go of the end. I flew up in the air, Scratch went down with a bump, and the crowd went wild. Uncle Al chuckled and pulled me down, setting a weight behind me to balance us, since Scratch weighed significantly more than my twelve-ish-year-old body. Scratch and I went up and down, around and around, for a few minutes as Uncle Al told the audience a couple more things about bears. He always reminded people that these were wild animals, trained but still wild, and warned them not to approach an animal in the wild. Then Uncle Al held the seesaw so Scratch could climb off. Next, I dismounted and my heartbeat started to return to normal. Scratch shook hands with me, and we agreed to part as friends. We finished the bear show, and got Scratch settled in for the night, and then returned to town, where Uncle Al and Auntie Ingrid lived. Auntie Ingrid always liked that I had married a man named Al. And she would say, my Al, when talking about uncle, and your Al, when talking about my husband. I brought my husband Al and children to meet this dear couple, and we visited them several times over the years. My kids loved the game farm. They learned the magic words and the magic hand motions that made these bears come to life and do their tricks. My larger-than-life Uncle Al passed away in 1992, and Auntie Ingrid passed four years later. I still wish that all of my kids could have known these extraordinary people. I love my heritage. Disclaimer. This is how I remember these events. I was young, and my memory is not perfect. If you have more accurate information, or you can add details or other interesting tidbits, please let me know. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Tell your friends if you enjoy it. If you find any storytellers who want to share about their childhood, please send them my way. Remember, you can join our Facebook group, Dicey Stuff, the podcast. There is a place to leave feedback. We can have discussions. You can comment on specific thoughts in a podcast. I appreciate all of you. 
Take care, friends. God's peace be with you. Oh, hey, DSPS. Since today's story is about bears, let me share another short little story with you that contains a tidbit of the wisdom of the ages. When my in-laws were married, way back in July of 1957, someone gave them a piece of marital advice. Always keep five bear in your home. Bear and forebear. Get it? Bear and forebear. (laughs) I love it. This reminds me of Galatians 6, 1 through 5, which has two bear in it. Listen to this. Brothers, and I'll add sisters, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one test his own work, and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor. For each will have to bear his own load. Bear one another's burdens, help your neighbor, love your neighbor, and bear your own load. Be accountable for your actions, for your words, for your life. It's a bare kind of day. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dicey Stuff, the podcast where Lois talks about this big dicey adventure called life. You're welcome to send your comments and feedback to DiceyStuffPodcast at gmail.com. Please, if you would, subscribe and share. Until next time, roll on, friends.